to shake hands with Jamie Dixon win column Sooners game over regular season over and it ends with a Sooner upset win today in Norman by the final of 74 to 60 she'll shoot a three from the left wing airballed rebounded by Van off to Robertson one second to go the buzzer sounds and Oklahoma has clinched at least a share of the Big 12 regular season championship the Sooners mobbing each other on this end of the floor. They win it 80-71 to over Oklahoma State. They sweep the Bedlam Series for the second year in a row. Woo! Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Good morning. Hour three, Toby and TJ back with you. Brent and Joe alongside as well. Big weekend for Sooner Nation. All sites now turn to Kansas City, Missouri. Big 12 tournaments coming up this week. I'll be headed that way on Wednesday. We'll do the Wednesday show from here. And then I'm going to hop in the car with Drake Dykin. So if all of you could please start saying your prayers now. That guy is a maniac on the road, Teach. You ever driven with J- uh, Drake anywhere? Yeah, it's very nerve-wracking. And it's just been across town. So I don't want to be you in a car with him to another state. No. I will buckle my seatbelt. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, but no, we'll have a good time. We'll head up Wednesday, game Wednesday night, 8.30 Bedlam. Um, women don't play until Friday, the quarterfinals. They'll play at 5 o'clock. They are the two seed in Kansas City. They will either get Kansas or TCU. Okay, quickly before we talk baseball, TJ, uh, let's read the news real fast, okay? Let's read the news. Now it's time for In the News. (laughs) Thank you, TJ. Uh, A little bit hot. Apologize for that. Everybody talking about it across the country, the 68-team giveaway, TJ. Make sure you're there next Monday night, 68-team giveaway at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in How about the New York Knicks? They've won nine straight games. Double overtime win over the Boston Celtics yesterday. Here come the Knicks, Teach. Um, do you still do you believe they're going to do anything in the playoffs though? No. <laughs> 
Breaking news out of uh, Lubbock yesterday. Texas Tech men's basketball coach Mark Adams has been suspended. Oh, boy. Texas Tech, quote, Texas Tech University has suspended men's basketball coach, uh, head coach Mark Adams in relation to the use of an inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comment last week. Kirby Hocutt was informed of a coaching session Adams held with a member of the men's basketball team. During the session, Adams encouraged the player to be more receptive to coaching by referencing Bible verses that centered around workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters, according to Texas Tech. Oh, boy. No word on how long the suspension is, but Mark Adams not going to coach on Wednesday night in the 8-9 game against West Virginia, and if they win that, maybe beyond. Yeah, not uh, not a situation that you ever want to be caught up in, but especially this time of year. Um, you know, I remember two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we talked about how hot Tech had gotten, that they were going to work their way into yep. the tournament and everything. It came so into Norman and just all kind of played well. crashed down around them. Yeah. And finally, in the news, are you worried about the Super Pigs, TJ? Everybody's worried the about super the Super Pigs. pigs. Yep, Super pigs. I don't know about the Super Pigs. So I'm not worried. Yeah, they're coming. I mean, I, I don't want you maybe to hear about this because maybe then I am worried. They're they're invading from the north. Uh, for decades, wild pigs have been antagonizing flora and fauna in the U.S., gobbling up crops, spreading disease, even killing deer and elk. Now, fears of potential pig impact in the U.S. are growing as they are facing a new swine-related threat, Canadian super pigs. <laughs> this is a real deal. Giant, incredibly intelligent, highly elusive beasts capable of surviving cold climates by tunneling under snow. They are poised to infiltrate what? the north what? of the country. The emergence of the so-called super pig is a result of crossbreeding domestic pigs with wild boars. Um, it is estimated pigs cause approximately six mil or six million wild pigs cause nearly one point five billion dollars of damage each year. Now super pigs are coming, invading super from Canada. Super pigs. Yep. There's no super pigs. How come this isn't a nickname? It's got to be a nickname for a team, right? The super pigs. You're thinking the CFL or something, yeah. Now, there's no pig hunting season, right? You see a wild boar, you can kill it, right? I am not a hunter, so I don't know the seasons, but I do think there is a hog season, yes. Oh, really? I believe so. Someone, no, I can, thought, cor I thought, someone I thought, can correct me. I don't think you can just go around shooting them anytime, but maybe really? a wild. Is a hog season? Maybe if okay. it's wild and tearing up your property, you have every right to. I don't you know. see a super pig, you got to wait till uh, June to no, kill it? I don't think there's me? any rule with super pig. You take them out if you see a super pig. Hmm. You think they wear capes? It doesn't say in the story if they wear capes. I would hope so. If they're tunneling under the snow, they're wearing a cape. It's like Dig Dug. I'm picturing like Dig Dug as they're <laughs> rooting around through the snow. Is that a super pig? Nah, he's not wearing a cape. It's just a regular pig. Uh, all right, and that's the news. And that's the news. Monday, March 6th. Okay, let's talk baseball, TJ. Good weekend for Oklahoma. They go down to Frisco. They beat Cal 9-5 to on Friday. 
They beat Mississippi State 14-9 to on Saturday. Lost to Ohio State on Sunday 12-9. to Tell me what I should think about this weekend of OU baseball, TJ. Uh, bats got going. They looked great offensively. Um, several guys drawing walks, getting on uh, base top of the order, causing chaos. And um, With a U. With a U. I would say the pitching not as good as you would like throughout the weekend, but offensively you did enough those first two games to get it done. You tried coming back yesterday, just uh, too many runs by Ohio State. Every time you'd pull within or tie or take the lead, Ohio State would respond that following inning and, and uh, hit the big blast or whatever it may be. So I would say that the uh, it's good to see the bats come alive because that was kind of – they were really quiet the first part of the season. And – um Pitching wasn't terrible, but probably not where you would want it to be. So that's kind of where I was over the weekend. Good to take two I or three. You... Wanted the sweep. Uh, wanted to take the whole thing down in Frisco once you got those first two. But um, goal was two of three, like we talked about on Friday, and they got that. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, they scored nine runs in every game, right? Or more. Yes. Um that is by far the best the offenses look. They were hitting home runs. They were running. They had excellent at-bats. They drew a ton of walks. They looked great offensively. Now, they left too many men on yesterday, and that's what caused them the game. They had a chance to win yesterday and, and could not come up with some clutch hits, including in the eighth and ninth innings when they had chances. But in general, um. Anthony McKenzie, Dakota Harris. Dakota Harris had a giant weekend. Easton Carmichael is coming on. He had a big three-run home run against Mississippi State. That kid has looked great so far. Jackson Nicholas had two home runs in the Cal game. Um, Rocco Garza-Gangora started to hit. He has looked great. He had a home run and a triple in that Mississippi State game. So I think that they are rounding into what we thought they were this is going to be a really fast really good offense and when they put together at bats they were raving on the d1 broadcast about their two strike approach they say you get two strikes on this oklahoma team you're just you know the the battle's only halfway over because they just foul off pitch after pitch after pitch and that Opposing pitchers' pitch counts are going to get really high really fast against OU this year because of how good they are with their strike zone awareness. So far this year, they at the plate, they've struck out 80 times, walked 74. That's almost a one-to-one ratio at the plate, which is fantastic. Um, pitching is kind of the thing to worry about right now, right? I mean, they're just... None of the three starters were dynamic. They ended up starting Jamie Hit, which I did they say anything on the radio broadcast about Will Karsten? If they did, I was in the men's game and, and caught that, you know, in progress as we got out of the game. So uh, I didn't hear if they did. I don't know if he's dinged up or if they, you know, they were going to, when the season started, the plan was for Jamie Hit to be in the rotation. So maybe we'll see Karsten either Tuesday or Wednesday. In a starting role, but Cale Davis, Jamie Hit, Braxton Douthit, all not super sharp. Where none of them went super deep. They had some sporadic, really good bullpen performances. Carter Campbell a couple of times. Um, 
Jet Lotus. Yeah, Lotus was came in was good, good for him. Yeah. Uh, who was the other pitcher? Was it Aaron Weber? The with that teamed up with Jet Lotus to kind of finish off that Mississippi State game. Anyway, uh, yeah, a guy he went, here or I there. Think he went but, the last two innings, yeah. Okay. But they walked a lot of guys, too, and, and had a hard time putting zeros on the board. I mean, they gave up, what, 5, 9, and 12. So that's a lot of runs. Still figuring it out on the mound, you know? Still tr- still trying to figure out um, who goes where and who you can count on. and So I think that that's going to be the case. That's That's the concern point for this team because you lost – so much that do they have the arms this year? I think they do. I think they're deep. But I don't think we know yet who the guys. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I don't know. It's going to be real interesting when we get to the end of the season to see what the starting rotation looks like because I think it could be crazy different. I don't know. I don't know. But. They uh, they won two out of three. I think they opened some eyes. It's good with the people that were there in Frisco to play as well as they did. Um, and so I think it's a really positive weekend. Yeah. And I, I now, still, what were some of the questions we had coming in? Um, let me go back here. Um, Kurt said he thought Taylor Maple said Karsten was experiencing some soreness. On the broadcast. Uh, this one was about uh, Braxton Douthat not using the pitching device. Does he not use it? That was the first time yesterday that he didn't use the device. Uh, Easton was giving him signs. and mm-hmm. um, Taylor talked about it on the air but didn't say why they decided on that. So I don't know if it was that he didn't like the device or what it was. Maybe it wasn't it working must properly. Be a, well, it was working for the guys that came in after him. Oh, that's right. That's right. It. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think it must have been a personal decision. Um, then we had the one about seeing a lot of left-handed, uh, <laughs> pitching. Oh, that's right. Uh, Skip- I want to see the splits. I think that's absolutely right because of OU's running game. And they're up to 29 stolen bases now, by the way. They don't run as much. It's harder to run on lefties. So I think Oklahoma will see a bunch of lefties. I'm eager to see the splits though, because I feel like they're hitting the ball well off lefties. So... If that's the case, if the splits bear that out, then uh, that's an acceptable trade-off is, okay, you're going to bring in a lefty to slow us down on the paths, but we're going to hit hit them well. But I don't know that that's true yet. It just feels that way to me. need to see the numbers. Yeah, and then a couple of these other ones are kind of basically just what we said. Impressed with the bats this weekend. Uh, need to tighten some things up pitching-wise. Um, opinions like that, they're kind of similar text there on that, so. Um, UNLV here for two games in the midweek, Tuesday and Wednesday. They're off to, I'll, I'll uh, look up their updated record. They were around 500 last time I looked. The uh, Tuesday game is a 6.30 start. Is it 6 or 6.30? It's 6.30, right? 6.30 Tuesday, 1 o'clock on Wednesday. I don't know if the Tuesday game might move or not with the weather situation what it is i don't know if it can i don't know when unlv gets to town that could have something to say about it and then this weekend a very interesting houston uh series down in houston they go to houston 
who has been a really good team the last few years. NCAA tournament team several times. That'll be a tough series down there. Um, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Uh, UNLV's five and six, by the way, so far this year. I'm going to call, well, uh, we'll run down the Toby plan later in the week. Nobody (laughs) cares about that except my wife and TJ. 819. And it's confusing. Yeah, it's hard hard to figure out. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. RK Black, they're responsible for this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They're also responsible for giving you great office solutions right here in Oklahoma and in Kansas. Copiers, fax, printer, scanner, document management, much, much more. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Can I say one more thing about baseball? Well, I was going to ask you, hey, can you say one more thing about baseball? So, absolutely. Thank you for asking me if I could say one more thing about baseball. <laughs> um, I think the Big 12 isn't as good this year. Uh, It's hard. It's early. I think OSU's a pretty good team. Not great, but pretty good. Maybe the best team in the Big 12 so far. I don't know. Texas Tech's off to a great start, but they're they haven't played anybody, and they lost. Well, they lost to A and M. That's like the first somebody they've played. They lost to A and M last night. Their RPI is like way behind OU's, despite the fact that they're 11 and two. In fact, Texas Tech's RPI is next to the worst in the conference, despite being 11 and two. That's how poor the teams they've played so far. So I don't know if they're anything or not. I think TCU's pretty good. Texas has fallen way off this year. Baylor, I don't think is any good at all. Kansas and Kansas State are about what they've been. Uh, I think West Virginia is about what they've been. So uh, I don't know that I have a point to this other than to say, oh, you might have taken a, a slight step back from a year ago. Time will tell. But I think the conference is th- is still there for the getting. I think their offense and defense are going to be dynamic enough that they're still going to be in the hunt for the Big 12 this year despite that because I don't think the rest of the league is anything special. What do you think Tech scheduled so poorly at the beginning of the year? That's everything I'm reading about them because, like you said, record-wise they're great. And they those first couple of weeks especially, they were just dominating people. But they just scheduled well, just garbage. I, I, I mean – I don't think they did. They brought in Gonzaga for four. We're playing Gonzaga. Gonzaga last year was great. Yeah. They were. Gonzaga was a – they went into Stillwater and swept them last year. Uh, Gonzaga's one in ten. So I don't think that was bad scheduling. They brought in Air Force for two, like yeah, we Air did. Force is a Air Force was a team. really good team last year. That And then they played, played in the Shriners thing, and you kind of get who you're dealt there. They got Rice, Michigan, and Texas A&M. And they lost two out of three there. They lost to Rice and A&M. So it's really hard with baseball to know. You're right. You're true. That's... Sometimes you just accidentally schedule bad, you know. Western Illinois is 1-10. Gonzaga is 1-10. And they played eight games against those two teams. Oof. And Air Force is 3-9. and nine. Uh, this texter on the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, "In the madness 
projecting that OU men will win the Big 12 tournament and make the tournament. In the madness, Toby. Who projected that? We didn't project it. We just said that's what they have to do in order to get into the So there are some people out there who don't even want you to talk about (laughs) anything in that regard. (laughs) Shut your face and go to another commercial. Which I was told off the air uh, by a caller that uh, you guys talking about OU winning that many games in a row to win the championship. This guy's going to get after me for making this voice for him. I'll run naked down Lindsay if that happens, if they win that many games in a row. Nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> he said he'd even stop at Classic 50s and order a Coke. <laughs> not going to happen. We're not, not projecting that. We're saying Nobody's projecting that's gonna what happen. needs that's to happen to get in. That's what has to happen right. for them to get in. Right. Yeah, that's not projecting it. That's just saying, what do they have to do? Well, they have to win the Big 12 tournament. Right. Don't even talk about it. <laughs> That person, I think, then followed up on the wrong text Fun. number and said, "Can you imagine being married to a person like that, or that?" Yeah, being, I my mean, wife probably can. Yeah, waking up with the kind of personality that says, "I don't even want to hear anything positive." Okay, give me my coffee. I'll drink it black, and I'm going to go shoot feral pigs. <laughs> what a life! That person would like us to know too. I don't think they meant to text us this. I'm up and around. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Uh, the uh, dogs are about to bark. The lawn company just showed up. They didn't plant the flag in Stillwater Saturday. <laughs> that would have been funny, though. Uh, you can kill a hog anytime. That's what I thought. Yeah. I think there's no such a nuisance. Yeah. And I, and I talked to Skip about this the other day. You can't, you can't eat a boar. They're not good eats like a pig is. Like you can't or you're just not supposed to. They're not good eats. You don't, you just, don't, nobody don't, does, don't he do said. It, yeah. like, you, I was like, you can't make bacon out of them or anything? Why aren't they? He's like, no, nah, they're not any good for that kind of stuff. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> Funny you mentioned him. That's text. Skip probably hunts wild pigs also. <laughs> so. 100% guarantee I could send you some video if you'd like. <laughs> right. That's like two million per pig worth of damage, Toby. That's what this texter says. Two million per pig worth of damage. Because uh, you said the damage was in the billions that yeah. they cause each year. But there are millions of pigs. I don't have to do the math on that. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I'll find the story. I don't think that's right. I bet Fauci thought it was a good idea to crossbreed domestic pigs with wild boars. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't start that, please. There is a pig season. It's from January 1st to December 31st. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, there you go. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to do, do the math on this here. Six million wild or feral pigs... Caused $1.5 billion worth of damage. So let me see if I can. I don't know if I can fit $1.5 billion on my calculator. <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to go out to $1.5 billion. There's $1.5 million. One, So three more zeros. I, I can only go to $150 million on my calculator. Hmm. So what would be the equivalent of that? I can't do the math, teach again. It doesn't feel like that's that many million. Up oh, text message from Teddy Lehman. Uh oh. Wild hog is good 
as long as they aren't too big. <laughs> of all the people that I would think would eat wild hog, Teddy's number one. Everybody else, it's garbage. Depends on how you cook it. Yeah, he would know. He would know. Uh, <laughs> this came in. I oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, the wild hogs. Just... Wild hogs in the yard. Oh, hang it. Teddy said if I turn the calculator sideways, I can get a bigger number on it. <laughs> is that true? Is that true? Hang on. Let me add another zero. It is. I did not know that. Thank you, Ted. $1.5 billion divided by $6 million. God, I'm telling you, Ted knows everything about everything. That's $250 worth of damage per pig. That's it. That's that's reasonable. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this came in during our baseball segment. It says, don't sugarcoat it. It sucks. OU's pitching is atrocious. Is that the same guy? Is this the same guy? Yeah. This one was the one. Uh, oh, this was a few days ago. I thought he was the one that sent in great day for Marvin at the Combine. This was a few days ago. He says, Marvin's good, not elite. <laughs> so he's just, crank- <laughs> he's just cranky all the way around. <laughs> all right. It's Thank not atrocious. Said. It's been good at times. It's been uh, not so good at times. And some mm-hmm. of them, it's been hit or miss. Um Carter Campbell's been really good in relief at times, yep. and then at times he hasn't been so great. And same with some of the starters; they've been really good at times. And uh, this past weekend, they weren't as good. So yep. ha- that's not atrocious. They've been then spotty. Well, spotty is a better word there. Spotty's a good word. Yeah, yep. spotty's a good word. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot more fun to wake up, drink your black coffee, go shoot pigs, and say the pitching's atrocious, and stop talking about oh, you going to any championships. That's a lot more fun. <laughs> Going to the Big 12 championship. Shut up, you morons. Quit sugarcoating it. (laughs) Why can't everybody win every game by run rule like the softball team does? Uh, Speaking of softball, have you guys seen the ticket prices for tomorrow's softball game? 150 a seat. Patty's selling a Tuesday night game for more than football tickets on a Saturday. Pay Patty. Wow. That's pretty good. I didn't know they had a game tomorrow night. Who are they playing tomorrow night? Uh, I don't have their schedule pulled up here. Let me see if I can find that. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, let's see here. you got to scroll down so far because they've played 40 games already. Mm-hmm. Let's see. They next play Southeastern Louisiana. That's on Friday. Who are they playing I tomorrow? I didn't know they had a game Yeah, the Bulldog night. Invitational is the next thing I've got on their schedule. Hmm. Maybe this game's been announced and we're unaware of it. Hmm. Don't buy that ticket, sir. It's fake. <laughs> Get off StubHub. Plank, if you're listening, is a softball team playing tomorrow that we're not aware of? <laughs> when did the text come in? Maybe it came in on Saturday. Um, no, it just came in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't buy that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a game what tomorrow. Do we know? My, what do we know? my schedule doesn't say there's a game tomorrow, though. So, anyway. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's everybody let's gather themselves, okay? Things got a little heated that segment. The dog started barking. The lawn guy's here. Everybody's yelling at everybody. Teddy Layman's texting in. I'm turning my calculator sideways. Let's just all take a deep breath. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. 
fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Looking at the um, Big 12 baseball stats here. Let me make sure this is right. Yeah. Amazing. So... So far, through 11 games for OU, they are third in hitting. Uh, Texas Tech's hitting 313, OSU 301, OU 297. Um, stolen bases, they got 29, which leads the league. West Virginia's got 26. Kansas has stolen one base on the year so far, so we don't have to worry about them running on us, Teach. Um, well, give me another offensive. Uh, home runs, OU's hit eight. That's the second fewest. Baylor's hit seven. K-State's hit 22 home runs already this year. But third-best hitting team, pitching-wise, uh, 5.09 ERA is seventh, but it's ahead of Oklahoma State's. They got a better ERA than OSU does. And here's the number that, that I wanted to double check because it surprised me. They have given up the fewest walks in the Big 12 this year. No, I'm sorry. They've got two more than TCU. Second fewest walks in the Big 12 this year. Does that surprise you after the weekend? Yeah, that does surprise me. You may have said this, and I was answering the phone a second ago. Have you, how many, where do they stand on home runs allowed? Okay. Because that seems like it's a little high They've right given now, up early in the 11, which is middle of the pack. Okay, okay. Uh, OSU's allowed 12. Texas Tech's allowed 13. Uh, K-State is also allowed 11. Huh, all right. Um, at the plate... OU has struck out 80 times. That's the second fewest. I mean, I just want to, this is my point. Like, they get really good at bats. They have walked 74 times, which is the second most. So second fewest strikeouts, second most walks in the league at the plate. And they run. They're going to be a nightmare, Teach. I mean, they, they are a nightmare. Well, they already are because in certain situations you don't know where to go with the ball because you go home like you think you're supposed to. The guy at second's advancing. I mean, they they put pressure on you everywhere in every situation, and it causes you know massive disruption. They have good at bats. They're fast when they get on, and I do think they are going to not hit as many home runs as last year, but they are going to hit some home runs more than I thought they were going to. They, they'll be middle of the pack at best in home runs in the Big 12. I'm not telling you this is going to be a big home run team, but I think they're going to hit more than I thought they were when I saw the lineup at the beginning of the year. Uh, they just need the weather to warm up a little bit. And you saw some of it this weekend when the ball started to leave the yard for them. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a really good offensive team, and the pitching is, is um, going to – you know, let's just be a little bit patient here. They are the third best defensive team so far, and it feels like to me they've given up more errors than I thought they would. Yeah, I was going to say, they, uh, to me they've been kind of sloppy for what mm-hmm. I was expecting. So hmm. so many on the pitchers. 
They got 12 errors. I bet half of them at least have been pickoff attempts or a pitcher throwing a ball away, feels like. Uh, okay, so five more games this week, and then and then next week, TJ, we get into Big 12 play. TCU coming to town, not this weekend, but next weekend, and, and conference play is underway, and we're off and running. Um, Kurt asked me what's going on with Texas. I don't know. I haven't got to watch them. They're, they lost everyone. Uh you know that Ivan Melendez NCAA or, or College World Series team, they lost everybody basically. I know OU lost a lot too, and that's why those two teams are being coupled together going into the year. Um, Eric Kennedy is kind of the only, well, Eric Kennedy and Mitchell Daly are back. Those are kind of the only two recognizable names. They got Porter Brown from TCU. He transferred to Texas. And then everybody else is new, and it just hasn't hasn't gelled. They're off to a rough start. But it's Texas. I mean, obviously, they've got talent. So, again, give them time. It's early. They're trying to figure out everything. I don't think they're any great shakes, obviously. They're, they're not looking very good right now. But they might be a little bit better by the time we go down to Austin in uh, April. Texas will probably be peaking about then. Uh, anything else there, Teach, before we uh, bring in Chris Plank? The uh, guy or, or lady did correct themselves. They were talking about next Tuesday versus Florida State. They said, my bad. So, Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Florida State, yeah, that would be fun, huh? 150 bucks. Yeah, that's going to be a tough ticket, so I imagine that's going to be the price, if not more, by the time it gets closer. Yeah. Yeah, it would be worth it. I mean, you get a chance to see that team in action in person. They are unbelievable. What was the cumulative scores this weekend, Teach? I know Friday was five nothing and eighteen nothing, and then I think Saturday was seven to one and nine nothing. I think or eight nothing, nine nothing. I think. Okay, I turn my calculator sideways. <laughs> <laughs> five plus eighteen plus. Something like 40 to 1 this weekend in their four games, somewhere in that neighborhood. All right, Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium sized businesses. Call 405 943 9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland. TJ Perry and Chris Plank brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. We really only got one kind of report from Stillwater, TJ, on what happened after the Bedlam game on Saturday. True. Never really got to the bottom of what took place. Call As we us, welcome Jenny. in now, Chris Plank. Call us, Jenny. I know you're yeah, up. Jenny. I know you're up. You probably already got through a workout. We want to know what but happened. Why'd you spend 30 minutes on the court, Jenny? <laughs> the, what have you heard, Chris? <laughs> um, you know, to be honest with you, nothing. Please I haven't heard anything. Um, yeah. To TBH, to be honest. We got one report from a person that said they were there that said that Jenny and them were like acknowledging the fans and stuff and that they were there maybe two to three minutes after the game. That's so, so. I had, I had heard 
that like literally for Oklahoma State and, and again, like I said, all of this is I think my report is about fifteenth hand, so take it for what it's worth, but that Oklahoma State after the the handshake line literally like started their senior day ceremonies. There was no pause or anything, you know, it was like, all right, let's get out of here. And Oklahoma <laughs> was over celebrating with with what looked to be a pretty good group of Sooner fans that had made either the trip to Gallagher Iba Arena or had you know, driven over from Edmund or Stillwater, whatever. Um, and it was there was a good contingent of Sooner fans there. So I I had heard that it wasn't anything out of the ordinary and in fact probably subdued for a team that just won its first conference championship in a while. But again, T Row, take that for what it's worth. Well what's what's the OSU hand. head coach's name? Karen Holt. Is yeah. that what you said, TJ? <laughs> Here's, she's never no, seen like it. I'm trying to just Karen, get on Casey. with things. Um, and uh, I, I can't even really tell you. I was just trying to tell her, hey, you know, let, let's go. And I think she was trying to get her team out just the same. And um, so, I mean, it really wasn't anything more than that. And I told her congratulations. Never been through anything like it. Um, never been through anything like it. I've never felt that way. I, I didn't uh, – even know that things like that happened. Is um, she chewing on her gum so, while she's doing a press conference? Yeah, words, we, honestly. On that. we couldn't tell. Sometimes people were booing, sometimes people were yelling boomer. So like it's hard to it's hard to tell that. And we were trying to be as classy as we can. It's really hard when you lost somebody like Maddie. It's really hard when you just realize you want to you know you want a conference championship for the first time in a long time. And so we I think a lot of us were overcome by emotion. There was no disrespect in any of that. Um, and I hope people know that. And I talked to JC after, and you know, and we, we talked to through. I think we're good. Um, <laughs> but we're we're excited to get back to Lloyd Noble Center and celebrate with some fans there. I'm here for it. What's, I just can't figure out what happened. The OSU coach is fine at the end, and then it's like she keeps getting asked about it, and then yeah. she gets madder and madder. Right. It, it was, was like, fine. oh, we Not talked about it. Not a big I, deal. You know. I've never I've seen never anything seen like this in all my years. <laughs> But she did also accept that she'd never won a conference championship before. So, I mean, I I, I love that whenever it's someone the differentiating timeline between when it's an acceptable amount yeah. and uh, unacceptable. I don't think like they're five minutes. It, you know what? I'm still triggered from softball two years ago when, and I know, and I know, I'll have a handful of people that'll say, "Well, you know," tip, and a very important person be like, "Typically, you know, you don't get that conference championship trophy until you get back home." Right, and you celebrated home, but I mean, it happened to softball two years ago in Stillwater, and I'm telling you what, Patty Gasso and that team were on the field not more than twenty than twenty minutes after the game. That's for sure, because it they just won a conference championship outright. I mean, it was theirs. It was I think their ninth straight at the time, and they weren't even given the trophy. So, it is what it is. T. It does sting when your rival celebrates? Oh my on gosh! Your You're like, get out of here, go. Yeah, We've seen it. That sucks. Does sting. We can laugh about it, but if OSU came in here and won a title and celebrated, we'd be like, get off the court. Of course. Get out of Of course, here. and I think that's about what happened in Stillwater on Saturday night. But Especially if it was baseball, TJ. That would oh. that could get unruly oh. in a hurry. Well, bats it could are, happen. Bats it could are being used year. in the wrong way at that point, yeah. Hey, um, OU closes the regular season with Bedlam in Norman. It's a scenario. I, uh, one way or the other, one of those two teams could celebrate a conference championship in front of the other one. Uh, I don't. Wow. Get your tickets now. Did El you uh, Mitchell Park? Did you happen to follow along last night between Tech and Texas A&M? No. You didn't. Do we have drama? Well, it got done at one a.m. Mm. It went oh, like. Geez. When did it start? 
it's it went 16 innings. No, no, I'm wrong. I think it went 17 innings last Holy night. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you talking about it, and, well, I would only have known if, you know, I'm doing a show last night. But, yeah, let's see. The two teams combined to, to strand 34 runners on base. <laughs> Whoa, 34 <laughs> runners. Yeah, 17 apiece. The score was only 4-2. to two. Right. Oh. 16 innings. Well, there you go, 16. 16. I had no idea. Some poor sap. Game. Some poor sap went 0 for 6. Um, here's a guy that went 1 for 7. Yeah, 16 innings, and uh, they had 34 runners left on base, but only 17 hits. Oh, I haven't looked at walks. All right, not bad. Seven walks. Uh, I wonder if Schlossnagel was happy with the A&M fans after the game or not. Remember he was getting all over them last week? Oh, my gosh. Tiro, Texas Tech, walked 16 batters last night. So when you're in the middle of a 16-inning game where you've stranded 17 runners and you've walked 16 batters, oh my gosh, I would not be happy, man. Hey, I've, I've got a story. For, I got a story for you, real quick. This is great. So that way we can't dwell on it. And by the way, I like TJ in one that wants to hear the T Row schedule for this week. I am curious, <laughs> but I digress. We'll talk tomorrow. Toby, I get a f- I'm driving home. I'm feeling good. Saturday night was a long day, but a fun day. Two wins. Yeah. And I get right to my turn for the neighborhood, and I get a text from Natalie Davis, and it says, okay. is this yours? And she sends me a picture of my case of equipment that I've left, like, in the middle of the parking lot. Because I guess <laughs> – Oh. I guess whenever <laughs> I went – Yeah. Yeah. I guess whenever I went to put it in my back trunk, I didn't. It You're just fired. shut it. And just left. What is wrong with me right now? Whose equipment is it? Is it? It's is ours. It Learfield's. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, no, no, no. It's. I mean, it's the the station that carries the game provides okay. the equipment. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. Okay. Delete this audio immediately if it's Learfield's equipment. It please. was found. It was found. <laughs> it had it had another state and my equipment in it. So I would have been out quite a bit. But the good people of Natalie Davis saved the day. She Ooh. is my hero. No joke. Literally right on the sidewalk. Right, right there. Right right at the parking. No, seriously. Sunday, I saw a guy selling tie lines on right. the corner. Yeah, got a free <laughs> tie line for us, guys. Let's go. Are those broadcast headphones? I could use a pair of them. I actually had those with me, so we were fine on that front. We would have had have headphones. That would have been it. Hey, Toby, have a great day, bud. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. TJ, great job. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Monday, everybody.